0: 3, 2, 1 In-depth creative All right, sorry. Mm. Audio-first storytelling <laughs> This is a story about Dimas He grew up with high expectations of himself
1: Okay, uh, let me just uh, try mm-hmm.
0: His grandfather was the right-hand man for Sukarno And his father served Suharto as a three-star army general And little did they must know, he would also be a soldier. Just in a very different form.
1: I'm an Indonesian commander. I'm from Indonesia. And I'm going to take the belt from your champion.
0: This is Anita. You're listening to Indonesia in Depth.
2: Before we continue, we just wanna let you know that this podcast is brought to you by In-Depth Creative, Indonesia's first independent podcast production company that produces immersive audio stories and thoughtful essays in English and in Bahasa Indonesia. We partner with brands and creators who want to meaningfully engage their audience through Audio First Storytelling.
0: Waikiki Beach Hotel, Aste Waikiki Beach Hotel, Waikiki
1: Beach Marriott, this is your stop. Okay. This is Hawaii, 1997. My name is Mohammed Ari Iman Santoso, but right now I'm called uh, Dimas Suyono because, because I'm using my nickname, Dimas, and my father's uh, last name, Suyono well like like uh, the first 12 months actually uh, almost 1 year i'm i'm just learning english because at the time i'm just zero english and then mid 1997 i think i can i can go to the university and then start learning hotel management like however after that about almost 1 year the monetary crisis happened right in our country that's what uh, kinda struggling a little bit after that. They said that I have I must have come back because my my father
0: and Dimas was a hospitality student he back then. But, but when Indonesia was hit by the Asian economic my, crisis uh, in 1988, friend, he started to look for a job yeah. to get some he's extra cash. But he, he although he eventually that, uh, found uh, yeah, someone to sponsor his studies abroad, he was already in the middle of a new,
1: unexpected job. Close. So, uh, and then my dad also can finally support me again for school. And then uh, after that, it's begin the story of the professional wrestling after that, when, when I'm looking for a job. Time.
2: And learn this way. Set position! Fabian on the whistle, will get up to his right, off of his forearm into fighting position.
1: Uh We have to do of wrestling routines in the ring, such so as like a thick bombs, rolling circles in the ring, and then running between ropes like that, etc. And then uh, at the time, because while I'm training, sometimes I'm wearing like a, I like I like a army look. I'm wearing like camouflage every time, every time because I have a lot of clothes, like army clothes like that, like pants. Here
2: we go, spread out, spread out, spread out! We got body weight squats! Body weight squats! Here we go! Down!
1: One! Down! Two! Down! Three! the promoter and company, the WLW, uh, Lars Anderson, is that? And he's, he asked me that like, Hey, Dimas,
2: we're in the army or something like that back
1: in Indonesia.
2: I mean, that look, it suits you. You know, we don't have many characters from outside of the island. But what if we put Indonesia into your character's name? Or how about something like that? You know, you're in the army or a mercenary or... Maybe you could be a superhero from Indonesia, you know? I think that would kind of work. But your look, man, you can't speak English very well. But you know, at least you can become somebody who's gonna take over wrestling and Hawaii, become the champion. And you know, be one. because in
1: Indonesia we have like a shirt; it has a writing. Commando is like that, and that's what I'm wearing.
0: So Dimas is all set. With his broken English, army camel pants, a black shirt that says Commando, and a patriotic mask inspired by America's WWE wrestler, Ray Mysterio Jr., he is all set to be his first pro wrestling character.
1: So then it becomes uh, that character, the nation- <laughs> Commando. <laughs> I'm Indonesian Commando, I'm from Indonesia, and I'm going to take the belt from your champion. Indonesia
2: Commando is in the ring, Indonesia Commando is out of the ring right now.
1: Well, Indonesian Commando is uh, the first wrestling gimmick yeah, that, that they give me, the character. The promoter and the company, the WLW, Lars Anderson.
0: Demas was a wrestler at WLW or the World League Wrestling, an independent wrestling promotion created by Lars Anderson in Hawaii. It later changed into Island Extreme Wrestling Federation or the IXWF. And the name says it all. It's the type of wrestling that's known for their extreme antics.
1: He's a uh, kind of hot-headed, so always yelling and always yelling with Indonesian language, uh, and then brooding type of guy, but very patriotic because always bring either Indonesian flag or picture of uh, Garuda Pancasila or something like that, yeah. Surprisingly, at the time, in Hawaii, they, they know Bali, but they don't know Indonesia. They think that Indonesia is part of Bali. Because we wrestle a lot in a Marine based Corps, so... A lot of them is like a soldier also yeah a marine marine soldier there and we have a small event there or if we have a big event usually we have it uh, e- either in Waikiki or a small area in the Kalihi like that. probably uh, if a soldier usually uh, a marine that watch our show sometimes they know about Indonesia. some of them they went to Indonesia for either something It's not mission or probably they went to either Jakarta or Bandung like that yeah some of them knows but the majority they don't know about Indonesia that's why I try to bring some you know like my uh entrance music at the time I'm uh, using all uh, Indonesian uh, song like Indonesian metal songs just like what language is this and, and then some skit I, I always uh, interview with Indonesians language also Indonesian commando akan menghancurkan titlemu, akan ambil belt darimu I came and I will take your belt because you know that I'm gonna be the next
2: champion. (laughs)
1: the army is my childhood dream actually yeah because of that probably i'm quite happy with this character that lars anderson give me but at that time my, my parents don't know so probably that's what worries me at that time because i don't want my parents to know that i'm Russell and i'm become like a, a soldier like that Yeah, I, I don't want to my dad to become angry at that time either 85, 87, around there. The first time we have a RCTI, a TV swasta, a cable channel like that. They have WWF at that time. And I'm start, you know, watching it because it's a, like a Saturday morning cartoon, yeah. I'm still in the elementary school, actually. I like to watch Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior at that time.
2: Oh, he moved out of the way! Look out, the big splash, one, two! He got him! He got him! Unbelievable.
1: Well, I'm not thinking about that. I may be become a professional wrestling in the future, no. My teachers asked about what you want to become in the future. I always said I want to become a soldier. Uh, until the high school, I still want to become a soldier. I think it's running on the family. Yeah? My g- grandpa, it's a, also a major general back in 1940 something.
0: His grandfather was Mayor General is, Sugandi uh, Kartosubroto, who was yes, a loyal President aide Suparno to President Sukarno the right
1: hand, at the time. Yeah. My dad also is a lieutenant general. My dad at that time is a graduate in 65. That's why when there's a problem with the communists, my my dad is one that also in that time.
0: And Dimas is right. Affection for the military clearly runs in the family. The patriarch figures in Dimas' life were generals who were trusted by their superiors and present during some of the major events that transformed the country. Dimas's father is Lieutenant General Suyono, who was first deployed during the peak of the communist purge in Indonesia.
1: Between me and my dad, is always like... It's like a soldier's life, yeah. Because if my my dad said something, I have to say uh, yes, and I cannot say no because, yeah, I look up for them.
0: You know, going through Dimas's and his father's photo albums on Facebook is like going through a mini-museum of Indonesian presidents and the military leaders. There's so many intergenerational photos in black and white, then switch to faded color photos, and then back to CPF photos, filling the rows and rows of the feed. There's young grandfather Sugandi, who was being pulled aside by President Sukarno in some sort of event. And then the young father Suyono, In his army uniform in what looks like his first desk assignment. And sometimes we even find black and white photos of his fallen comrades. And of course, there's Dimas. One of the photos shows Dimas as a little boy smiling as President Suharto and the First Lady embracing him with a festive bouquet.
1: This is back to uh, 1996, yeah. And at that time, I'm planning to go to military academy in Magelang, uh, as center Java, yeah. But sadly, at that time, my my parents have a disagreement with me. I went to Magelang or to the academic school. And I already enrolled it, and I already took the test at that time.
0: Waktu test, adalah
1: 120 menit. And then suddenly, like in the middle of the test, somebody just calling me. He's a captain, I think. And he took me to the one of the office and said, "Yeah, you just stay here. You want drink?
2: Have a seat over there."
1: We'll be right back with you. And I saw my, my friend the already down. took the, the test at that time. Uh, that time is night, about uh, around like eight o'clock. And then after uh, past nine, and then past nine, I was like, like all my friends at that time already t- uh, took the test, and then I'm still hanging in his office, and he's like, what happened here? And then suddenly like Kat and some so sort of just came, and then he said like, there you are, Dimas your dad just called we regret to inform you that he told us to eliminate your position here because at the time my my I'm dad sorry. is stationed in Semarang so Semarang and Malgong is kind of this area that's why he's like probably he just tell the headmaster there or that uh, my name got eliminated from a military academy but after that, I'm not, I, I don't speak with my dad for almost a month, though, after that. <laughs> because I, I'm so pissed off at that time. Well, probably my dad against it because he realized or he knows about what's coming in the future at that time because he knows there's something wrong with our Indonesia at that time, there's the situation uh, before the crisis. That's why he predicted if I'm entering military at that time, Probably by the time i become a soldier at that time, they will send me into a like a Timor or something. My grandpa is really, you know, care for me so much at that time. Then after he passed away, and then my my mom is like, really took care of me because she knows that my grand uh, grandpa really loved me. And then she said that I, I I don't want you to become a soldier. And then probably. If something happened, you're gonna be in the battlefield or something like that, and because at that time,
0: the predictions uh, did in fact come uh, true. The next few years after Dimas graduated from high school, Indonesia uh, went through uh, some really tough times, uh, social unrest that led to reformasi, separatist separatist movements, and the bloody battles in Timor Leste that led to its independence in 1999. Dimas had always wanted to be in the military. Actually, he wanted so much that he would wear his army track pants and t-shirt to his wrestling training when he was in Hawaii. Little did he know that the wrestling promoter would pick up on those things and make him exactly that.
1: Finally, I can become a a soldier or military, but in the ring though, only... (laughs) When when my mom visits to Hawaii, usually she always like checking on my cabinet and she found out about the mask. He said, Oh she said that well oh, what is this? And oh it's right, so it's only for Halloween. I said, Yeah, only for playing characters. Because my mom knows that I'm I like action figures, so Best oh yeah, probably it's just one of my collection. We deliver
2: Pizza Hut
1: favorite pizza and then delivery. when I went school now, at night, night, suddenly she just like she flipping in channel in TV. And,
0: at
2: and,
1: and then she stopped at the local channel. Well she's speaking at the time. She realized that the one in the wrestling match at the time is me. And and she just she furious. She page me.
0: Where are you? Just come home. Now.
1: When I come back home, she just furious. She said that, I recognize the shirt. I recognize the mask. And then she told me, are, are you the one that wrestled in the show? Before I said, that. no, 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 but because uh, me and my mom actually we have a strong connection actually until now and she knows that I where when I'm lying and she just keep asking asking, asking until I said yeah, yeah it's me why we do, do such thing and then uh, no i'm just i'm just looking call, try to get an extra cash I said and then she call uh, my dad my call my grandma also my grandma is furious furious and then just if you're not stopped you have to going back blah 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 like that and then my, my dad is like he said that yeah just uh, just be careful i know i know you like martial arts you like sport but just be careful because if something happened and then we are not in there we cannot visit you every time probably only once a year or and and if something happens to you, what what we gonna do? And then it just makes me think like that. Oh, okay, and then after that, I become more, you know, careful in the ring. And then I never doing something that can have a big impact for me.
0: But the ring, it turned out to be a powerful magnet for Dimas that kept pulling him deeper and towards danger. Now we're back to the ring. Indonesian Commando rose from being a rookie to a rising star in televised matches.
1: As Indonesian Commando, you're still a babyface. How was your stats like? Your statistics, do you win a lot? Or do you lose a lot? 50-50 actually at that time. Sometimes I get a win because I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy or I'm just like, I become a jobber who lost for the uh, opening match.
0: But after several years of being the good guy.
1: Uh, something uh, has either crashed into the World Trade Center
2: uh,
1: At that time, same like New York, United States, we are afraid of the terrorist attack, yeah? Did you see anything hit the building, or did yeah. it come from the building? That's the bomb, I think so. That's Something bomb. hit the building? Yeah. All right, thank you. Right, and then it became, I cannot say it's Islamic phobia at that time, but still they, they just afraid that people with the name of Mohammed or like a Muslim name, people who have a Muslim religion, they're kind of afraid."
0: After the 9-11 attacks happened, it didn't just create fear and paranoia. It also made people acquire an unexpected interest in Dimas and his identity.
1: That's why at school also, they're asking me those kind of questions that am I belongs to the, those kind of group or I said no. Uh, Indonesia is not that kind of terrorist like that, I said. My, my friend, one of my best friends actually, uh, his name is uh, Frank, uh, his character is final solution. He start to you know make a joke about it and then, he calling me uh, like, Osama, Osama, Osama. Because he knows that my name is Muhammad. And then he just like, like to doing joke. Uh, he's, he start calling me Osama. And then uh, we just joking around. One time, because he works in a YMCA gym in, in Hawaii, uh, I want to pick him, uh, have a lunch with him. And then when, when I arrived at uh, YMCA and he saw me, and he just shout out loud, "Hey Osama!" And, uh, everybody just look at it, me uh, look at me at the time. they just like kind of surprised or afraid, I don't know, but but they just like look at me and then uh, I'm just like, "shh no no don't don't, uh, don't say that. I'm just like, because I'm so afraid that people are gonna hate me <laughs> and uh Frank just skipped joking me. Yeah, yeah, this is my brother Osama, Osama, Osama. And call he, I don't know why he just like kept calling me Osama at the time.
0: But then one day,
1: There's, this guy. His oh, name is Parish, Paris. Parish at the
0: the scriptwriter oh, okay. guy who would sometimes, sometimes do interviews the, with the wrestling characters the
1: on TV. Interview the character in the TV. And he told Dimas. Hey, hey,
2: Dimas. Hey, you're from Indonesia, right? We can do something with Indonesian Commando. I mean, like. How about we turn you into a heel and then, you know, we can reveal that Indonesian commando is a terrorist working with Osama. And you're already a mercenary, man. So, I mean, I think it could work. And,
1: and then, then after man, that, just the story change. goes on.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, for your role, you could say that you're sent to Hawaii to destroy the island and you could become the head of a terrorist group or something like that, man. Oh,
1: man they start to ask me to change the work. character, like... I'm attacking other guy just suddenly I'm just like going into the ring in the middle of the fight and then I just attack one of the good guys and then on the next event actually they just asking me you must you just go to the ring and then just say bad all about America I went there I'm just like interrupt the match and then I beat him up one of the guy and then I start asking for the mic You know what? I have enough of this company Shit! They never give me a chance to fight for heavyweight belt Now it's time that I'm gonna destroy this company I'm an the mission commander I'm gonna tell you the truth That I'm working with Osama Bin Laden to destroy Hawaii They start throwing ball at me. It happened in the Marine Corps base.
0: Just like any other stories, stories written for the entertainment industry capture universal human emotions. When certain emotions resonate with a lot of people, that can make them into even better stories. After 9 11 happened, many Americans shared the same palpable fear, a strong sense that a villain is out there attacking out of nowhere, and that a hero is needed. And this hero versus villain kind of narrative is perfect for professional wrestling, where every storyline is scripted with a good versus bad guy, the baby faces versus the heels. So when the producers see that they can exploit these tragedies for attention or for profits, there's no question that they will pursue such storylines. And the consequences is that the bad cycle of stereotypes is continuously produced and amplified. And this happens more often than we think, like in wrestling,
2: Disgusting, General.
1: Uh, he mentioned it about uh, a storyline about Hulk Hogan versus the Sheik, Iron Sheik at the time. He's probably like that
2: What general said is such a great
1: pleasure It's a Gulf War uh, storyline. Okay, just let let me watch some of the tape first and then I, I can work it from there. In comedy it's,
2: possible. it's supply and demand Here you have a tall, blonde, Christian American and here we have a camel-riding, turban-wearing terrorist Hank, <laughs> hey, I was born here, I'm as American as you are and movies I knew one day I'd be called upon to serve a greater good To serve Allah
0: It is also during this time that must started using steroids, thinking it would help his performance. He was moody in the ring and easily irritated, pulling him into the character tropes even more.
1: Uh, later on, after a while, after probably uh, about four to six months after that, yeah, it's become, uh, I, I, they asked me to become more violent. Uh, attack some uh, wrestlers, uh, other wrestlers, and then keep cursing about America. My finishing move is like, almost like the rock, the rock bottom. It's almost like that when uh, we catch our opponent and then just leave it up and then we slam it uh, into the mat, yeah, it's like that. but we call it a ground zero. At one time, it became hostile. Even when, when I'm coming out from the, the locker room to the ring, Somebody just really hate uh, my, my character because uh, 60% of the audience is a, either a, a soldier or they have their family in there. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of hostile a little bit. When they get in, into it, and they tend to hurt I me mean, for re- real. Very dangerous at that time.
2: Did your mother or father, um, what did they think of? your new character
1: at the time only my dad yeah probably just just asking me that yeah just be careful be careful because because he he, he also in the military my my dad is a at the time is a general in Indonesia and he said like please don't I, with your character please don't give uh, our army a bad name like that he just like just be careful and then I said I said so okay I said, this is only like uh, I'm doing it not, not like politically. I'm just like doing the stuff for it. Like, like uh, just like yelling or something like that. No, so no. I, I said that he, he has not to worry about it. Yeah, I got a lot of wins, but in a bad way. Yeah, because it's not uh, like um a true championship match, but it's just like I'm just ruining somebody's match, or either I'm just like, just the purpose is hurting others instead of. Uh, a true match like that uh, after a while I, I don't want to become this person this because some of wrestlers uh, from experience i, I met some uh, wrestler that they feel that they cannot separate between what is uh, his life on stage and real life they feel that i'm this character and then i, I don't want to be like that my feeling about the car- Indonesian Commando characters is already like become bad yeah, at that time because I, I, I feel that I cannot develop this character no more. I think, like, like,
0: they must play the terrorist Indonesian Commando for over one year before he moved to a new promoter named Linda Bade from the Hawaii Championship Wrestling.
1: In the next morning, I, I'm just I went there, I met. Linda, and said, yeah, actually, I'm kind of fed up with the the storyline of IXWF. And until
0: the end of his wrestling career in 2004, he was given a fresh new character. It's called Rottweiler, the mad dog from Jakarta. It's
1: come up from you or just like, you just don't want to work with IXWF no more. Yeah, I'm kind of tired with it because I I never get pushed again. Uh,
0: Being a quote unquote soldier, just like his father and grandfather, maybe wasn't for Demas.
1: Tonight, in the Bell Hawaii, Rottweiler gonna be on it. They turn me loose, they let me go. And they say, now you're gonna compete to destroy somebody.
0: But even though it's not for him, he still found a way to still be a good man.
1: Unlike Mike Tyson, he said, "I'm not doing it." Rottweiler never deny, never will deny. When there's violence, there's Rottweiler. When there's crime, there's Rottweiler. I'm gonna destroy Ultimate Caruso tonight. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
0: This episode is produced by In-Depth Creative, Audio First Storytelling. We want to especially thank Dima Suyono, the Indonesian commando who passionately shared his fascinating experience and be the voice of this episode. If you enjoy listening to Indonesia In-Depth stories, then you would definitely love Bangung Pikiran, our new podcast that features stories like Indonesia In-Depth, but exclusively in Indonesian. Go check them out on your favorite podcast players and let us know what you think. Thanks again for listening.
2: I've never it. No, I don't get. All the match is over. I've never seen a Psycho Black used. I've only heard about it.